G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Realfaith.org.au she had the surgery and it was just God. Everything was God, God. For me, all I can do is say, praise God. So you can imagine how that then affected me the day my beautiful wife ran to me and said, I've got Alzheimer's. What's going to happen to me? Welcome to Real Faith conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith with Eric Scadabo. Well, today we have the conclusion of our series of interviews featuring the wonderful love story of Bill and Glad Forward. Bill's been sharing with us his and his late wife Glad's life journey. And it all started when they grew up together in Queensland and became a couple when they were teenagers. Then, after they were married, they went to be missionaries in India, where they were involved in wonderful ministry for the Lord for 15 years. Bill then shared about the other ministry work they did since returning to Australia and about the many mission trips they made to other countries, including Romania. It was in Romania that Glad noticed she had a lump in her breast that needed medical attention. After meeting with a local doctor, they decided to get a second opinion. And as we'll hear, the Lord provided in incredible ways when they were in a difficult situation. And that's where we'll pick it up today as we hear more of the love story of Bill and Glad Forward. I traveled a lot in Romania. I did Bible teaching when they were having a little recess in the Bible college in other areas. And I would travel around and I'd be asked to go here, there and everywhere and do five days here and four days there. So Glad would be left alone or she had to come with me every time. But instead of that, there was a couple from South Australia who were there with World Vision at an orphanage in the main capital, Bucharest. Mm-hmm. And so we got to hear about them and Glad went and stayed with them while I was doing my traipsing around the countryside. Anyhow, when I came back for my traipsing, I came to pick up Glad and the gentleman, Graham, said to me, oh, did you know that Shell, the oil company, is coming into Romania big time? They're going to have service stations all over the country and they're bringing a, a, a doctor, a British doctor is coming And he will be here to treat their people, but also to treat others who are able to pay him in in American dollars, other foreigners especially. Oh, I said, could you give me his name and number just in case? So I went to the post office. I had to book a call through to Bucharest to that number where the doctor was. And uh, I knew the lady on the exchange would be listening into everything I was saying. But never mind. I I booked in the call and I said, could I please speak to Dr. Don, please? Oh, said the little girl that answered the phone. I'm sorry, he's on leave. And my heart fell. But then she said, but don't worry, another doctor has come. Oh, well, then could I speak to that doctor, please? And next minute I hear this perky voice, a lovely lady saying, hello, I'm Dr. Christine. 
can I help you? And I said, this is what's happened. My wife has got a lump in her right breast. She's been to a local doctor here in our town and she's very, oh, she laughed. And I was offended actually when she laughed. She said, do you know where I was yesterday? I said, look, I really have not an idea. She said, yesterday I was in UK in the Windsor Breast Care Clinic because that's where I work. Wow. She arrived that day before and she said, you are my first patient. <laughs> can you come and see me? And I said, well, yes, I can. She said, nine o'clock tomorrow morning. I would love to see you. You'll be my first patient, but I'm sorry I have to charge you $90 because that's what the Dr. Don had organized or something. So I we had to drive 300 Ks, very difficult driving, but we went down there and sure enough, we went to our friends who were at World Vision. They took us uh, to where the doctor was and we met the doctor. She was lovely, but she said, are you missionaries? And we said, yes, yeah. Oh, well, then you don't have to pay $90. She oh, said. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fine. And then she examined Glad. Yeah. She examined that. She came out and she said to me, it really is something very suspicious. I could take a biopsy. I could send it to London. I could do this. I could do that. But look, can you go to England? She said. And I said, uh, <laughs> we're Australians. I suppose we can. She said, look, if you can go to England, then I'll ring through to the breast care clinic at Windsor and they'll do everything you need. So she picked up the phone and I was surprised because I'd had to go through the exchange and an exchange girl, but she had an international dialing phone. No one, I'd never seen one in Romania before. And she dialed. The next minute I hear her saying, dear, would you open, um, you know, the, the drawer on my side of the bed? I want the address book, please. I want the phone number for Dr. Chris or Dr. Sue, I think it might have been. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just give me the number. All right. Thank you. The, go back to sleep. Go. That's okay. And then next minute she's ringing. Uh, Sue, Dr. Sue, you won't believe where I am and what I want to ask of you. And she said, I've got a lovely Australian lady here who needs to see you. Tuesday? Yes, they'll be there. And so suddenly oh, wow. it's all organized. Wow. We've got to go to England to see this specialist at this Windsor breast care place. So this is Thursday. But where on earth can you find a travel agent? How can you do a phone, a, a plane, a airline booking in, in a place that's confused and everything is chaotic? Yeah, you got to get there somehow. Yeah, so we came back to our friends, the World Vision friends, and they said to us, you won't believe that a chap came into our office the other day and he says, I'm trying to set up a little travel agency. So if you ever need to go anywhere, here's my phone number <laughs> and I'll be able to arrange something. Oh, wow. And so he gave us the number. We contacted him straight away and he said, stay there, I'm coming right round. And he came there in less than half an hour later, and I told him what the circumstances were. He said, look, I'll come back in another half an hour or so, and I'll make what arrangements I can. He came back. By this time, we were thinking, well, we'll have to pack and do this, that, and the other to go to England. And he said, I booked you on a flight. It leaves on Saturday, but they want $900 US up front. 
Hmm. And I said, uh, this Thursday, I said, um, I've got $100 in my pocket. I'll give it to you now as a deposit, and I'll have to go back to our city, 300 Ks away. I've got the money there. I'll bring it, and we'll be back, and, and so on. Just then I remembered that there was another couple there from Adelaide. He was an accountant, and he was doing audits of some of the big companies like Coca-Cola or whatever, Mars bars, or so, and that his job in that area was auditing for Ernst Young. Mm. So I rang him and said, Adrian, we wanted to come and see you, but look, we've got a bit of a problem. Glad's got some medical issues. We've got to... And uh, he said, have you got a problem? I said, yes, I've got to go back to our town to get some money. He said, uh, money? Why do you need money? I said, well, the air ticket is so-and-so. He said, how much do you need? And I said, well, I've got to pay him $800. He laughed. You won't believe this. Wow. He laughed. He says, I went to the bank today and I've got $800 <laughs> in my briefcase oh. right now. I'll bring it round and you can pay your thing, get it all, and then you go back and pack your bags and you can bring your money and hand it to me when, oh, you, when wow. you come back. Fantastic. Look, I want to tell you and tell everybody that's listening that my God is the living God. And when I've had this experience, we had this experience, it was absolutely God ahead of us making provision mm -hmm knowing what our needs would be, and it just made us absolutely so grateful to God and praising God. So the long and the short it was, we went to England, this Dr. Sue examined Glad, she did a biopsy, she came out to see me, she said, I'm sorry, it's malignant, we need to do a lumpectomy or something of that nature, and she said, I'm sorry, but this is going to happen. And then they came mm. out and said, um, the surgeon can only do it in three weeks. Time. I said, that's no good because the air ticket we have is only for a three weeks return, so we mm. have to go back to Romania in three weeks. Just mm. then another nurse came out and said, oh, there's been a cancellation and this other doctor, he can do it. He's got a, a spot. He can mm. do it on Thursday. So wow. from Tuesday to Thursday, and, of course, that was Easter Thursday, just mm -hmm. before Good Friday. Yeah. Ah, but what about a hospital? What about a theatre? What about surgery? So they ran through to the Ascot uh, Hospital, which, funnily enough, is very close to where Windsor Castle is, mm -hmm. and uh, they said, uh, uh, we have this particular case, and the answer came back, well, because it's Easter Thursday, nobody wants to be in hospital over Easter, so, yes, the, there is a <laughs> slot in the... <laughs> <laughs> so Look, it opened up. It opened up. Oh, and okay. so she had the surgery and it was just God. Everything was yeah. God, God. For me, Amazing. Uh, all I can do is say, praise God. So mm. you can imagine how that then affected me the day my beautiful wife ran to me and said, I've got Alzheimer's. Mm. What's going to happen to me? And in 2004, that's what happened. She did run to me. She'd been to see the specialists. She'd done certain tests about cognition and so on. And the answer was, you've got Alzheimer's. She saw a psychiatrist mm. who said, I've got good news and the bad news. The good news is you'll live for 10 years and the bad news is you'll slowly lose everything. Well, that's where it began. Well, today we're hearing the conclusion of our series with Bill Ford, sharing his and his late wife Glad's life journey and the remarkable love story which endured for over 50 years. 
But as we heard, in 2004, they faced the biggest challenge yet. Vlad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. We'll hear more of their story when we return right here on Real Faith. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and today we're hearing the conclusion of Bill Ford sharing his and his late wife Glad's incredible life journey and their remarkable love story. As we heard before the break, Glad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease in 2004, and suddenly their lives would never be the same. Now, I had noticed that she was dropping words. She couldn't finish sentences. I noticed that she meddled sometimes in the kitchen, all these things. And finally, when we started to investigate, this was the diagnosis. She now has Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And as far as I knew, it was a horrible disease. And I had no idea what the outcome would be. Now, did you know anything about Alzheimer's before this? Not really. No, I did not. I did know that that some old people lose their memories a bit, and Mm -hmm. I'd seen old people who'd lost their memory, but it didn't happen with my family. No one in my family had that experience, and and as far as I could see, no one in Glad's family had had that experience. So she still wanted me to do what I do, and often that was traveling to places like Korea and doing six or seven weeks Mm -hmm. or maybe in couple of months of Bible teaching. She wanted me to do that. She actually came with me on one occasion to Korea, but it became too difficult for her. Um, Much as she wanted to be with me, in the end, I had to make a decision that those days in my life of traveling around doing itinerant Bible teaching in Bible colleges, training people, that was now over. Mm -hmm. And my major responsibility now was to care for her. And so with God's help, that's what I've been doing ever since 2004. And as a result, we've seen uh, her condition plateau at a certain level Mm -hmm. and we say, great, we can cope with that. But then something happens and there's a drop and it drops to another level and another ability has failed. Mm -hmm. She couldn't drive the car. She couldn't answer the phone. She couldn't sign a name. She couldn't um, count money. Oh, the poor dear. She would ask me to help her learn the times table, two times a two, two twos a four, two fours. Mm. She's asking me to go back into her childhood sort of to try and get these things back. And then her writing became spidely. She couldn't read a book because she couldn't follow across a line. And all those things were so frustrating. And, of course, her greatest love was caring for children, play groups with little children mm-hmm. and the creches for little children. And that was the devastating thing for her, the sorrow that she couldn't do. She did ask me to take her back to India in 2007, and I did, and it was lovely to see her. At least she could still walk. She could still talk to some people, 
but she was confused. She couldn't get herself out of a toilet or something like that, didn't know how to open the door. So it was very difficult, but that was the last time we'd tried to do anything uh, back at that time. But ever since, we've just trusted God. You know, she has a scripture verse which filled her heart with joy, and it was something in Isaiah, I think it's chapter 54, verse 10, which says something like, uh, though the mountains be moved, though the earth is shattered, my compassion, my love for you will never, ever be fail you or something, something mm. like that. It's her mm. verse. My verse, I think I've mentioned it already, was when our baby died, was ascribe greatness to our God, the rock. His way is perfect. All his ways are just. He does no wrong. A God of faithfulness. And there is nothing in God that you can ever find fault with. That is my scripture. That is my, I've built my life now around that. And God is completely in control of our life circumstance. And to this day, I thank God. Now, Alzheimer's disease has been described as the long goodbye. I mean, yeah. sometimes you lose a loved one. It's sudden, a heart attack or something like that. Yes. But Alzheimer's over several years, a gradual decline Yep. Do you think that's an accurate description? Well, it is because the the abilities and facility that she had in the past have slowly, one by one, faded. Mm -hmm. um, my own daughter in that 60 Minutes program, mm -hmm. she describes it as a city that's full of wonderful lights and looks beautiful until the lights start going out. And that's the, the mind of someone who has Alzheimer's. And we've seen that in my beautiful wife, that one by one lights have gone out and they never return. They never light up again. And slowly there's darkness everywhere mm. in every part. So, yes, it happens. But people have said to me, don't you trust God? Of course I trust God. But the interesting thing is that God is using that. My confidence is that the God who loves me, the God who has saved me, the God who cares for me. I mean, I am God's personal concern. He cares about me. He cares mm. about my beautiful wife, and I trust him completely. I'm never going to complain. I'm never going to say, oh, if only God did this, if only God did that. He knows best. And though, like today, for example, I've been caring for her. I've mm -hmm. taken her out on our bike chair today. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been down to have lunch down by the ocean. What a beautiful day it was. But today is one day when I could do that. Some mm -hmm. days I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But I just know that God is a God who loves me and cares for me, but I also know he loves my wife and cares for her. And uh, as long as I have breath, I want to praise the Lord. Now, does she know when you're around? She hears my voice. She mm -hmm. can't see anymore. She can't help herself anymore. She can't feed herself. She can't do anything. She is as helpless as a newborn child. She requires the same help that you have to give to a newborn child. The only difference is a newborn child slowly grows and is able to do a variety of things. In her case, it's the reverse. Mm. She has become a newborn child, losing whatever mm -hmm. ability she had. So she hears my voice. She does respond to my voice. Everyone who knows her will say, oh, she's hearing you. And as I say, she can't see. She's now blind because of the Alzheimer's breaking up the 
connection between her eyes and her brain. Mm-hmm. She's got beautiful eyes, but they're not seeing anything. Mm. Um, she can hear, and yet when I move in a room and she hears my voice in a room, I see her eyes turn to where I am, so she's aware of me. Mm. Certainly my touch, and touch is a very big thing. Mm-hmm. I, I know now why Jesus touched the leper. It was such a healing thing. Mm. So I touch her face when I'm feeding her. Mm. I have a, mm-hmm. my hand down the side of her face when I'm giving her her food. So touch is so important because mm-hmm. that just does make a big difference to her, no doubt. And she's comforted knowing you're there. Yes, she is. She's definitely comforted, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, for you personally, you yeah. were used to traveling and doing what yes. you love, teaching the yeah. Bible. Suddenly, yeah. that's pretty much all taken away from you. It is. The traveling's taken away, but mm. teaching the Bible's still there. Well, that's true, now that we have uh, online teaching and that type of yes. thing. But this was back in 2004, a long time ago. You didn't know about that feature at that time. N- no idea, no idea. So you could have been very bitter and disappointed about all this. Hey, how am I going to give glory to God when I can't even go out of the house because I have to stay home and take care of my wife? I mean, you could have mm. you know, really gotten into a deep depression, but... Instead, what happened? Well, as I said, I I trusted God. I had seen God work in in saving me in that when I was buried, for example. I'd mm. seen God help me when our baby died, mm. how that worked out. God is very personal. God loves me as a person. He cares mm. for me as a person. So the other way I look at it is this. God is trusting me with this experience. He's mm. trusting me. Mm-hmm. And I feel humbled. At the same time, I feel honored that God is saying, I want you to trust me as I give you this experience. And I do trust him. I've only got good to say about God. I've got nothing evil or wrong to say about God. Well, another thing that happened is that you were able to spread the good news of Jesus to many unchurched people in an unexpected way through all of this. Tell us about that. Yeah, of, of course. Well, uh, everywhere I go, people come up to me and we're riding the bike around. And uh, so they ask, and uh, surely I can. But also a little video that prompted that 60 Minutes program has gone around the world again mm-hmm. and again and again. Yeah, it's gone viral. It has, absolutely. I haven't seen it for a long time, but the last I saw on YouTube, it was 2.7 million views, and people from all over the world have been commenting, and a lot of people have been seeing the bike chair and then from the bike chair go to that story. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it was prepared, it was prepared also to be connected to a little gospel thing, a gospel explanation from the the group that did the 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 original video, mm-hmm. so I just thank the Lord. I mean, who would have imagined that people in all parts of the world are, are seeing me caring for my wife? I mean, yeah, wasn't there a music group in the states that made a, a music video out of it? When you forget my name and all her hair is gray, I'll love you just as much as the first time well there were three girls uh, they were called the gardener sisters and g a r d i n e r they saw the video and when they saw it she said this is uh, haley i think her name is she said i just immediately went sat on the floor and i wrote a song and the song wow. is called all my life when we are near the end 
you'll still be my best friend I'll love you just as much as the first time Look back and always smile Our life was so worthwhile I loved you when I held your hand in mine And so it's a story of young love and old love And I guess Glad and I are the old love in the story <laughs> The Bill and Glad love story <laughs> which still continues. It does, it does, it does. I love it so very much, yes. And I told you right before we started to record that I rewatched the 60-minute yeah. segment, which is still on YouTube, and yes. every time it gets me when your granddaughter talks about <laughs> what you mean to her, and she starts tearing up, and I start tearing up, and I almost couldn't start this interview because I was still choked up about it. But uh, please share with us about your granddaughter. Well, my granddaughter's a lovely girl, and uh, at that particular time, she was very concerned about her grandma. Mm -hmm. And she said, we don't know how long we've got with her. Well, that, that's nearly 10 years ago now, yeah. so God has spared my wife to that point. Mm -hmm. So, But specifically... The host of 60 Minutes, who I've seen several times on the morning show yes. now, she's gone on to be yes, the morning yes. show host yeah. as well. Uh, she said, what does your your grandfather pop. Or, or pop? Yeah, pop, they, could, they call what, me. What does he mean to you? And then she started yeah. to tear up. She did, but she said, my pop is like Jesus, she said. Mm. That was edited out in case it offended somebody, but... That's what she said. And then she said, he's taught us to treasure every moment we have with our grandma. Now they call Nana to treasure because we don't know how long we have with her, mm -hmm. but we treasure everything we are able to do for her. Yeah, she's a lovely girl. Yeah. She's now got her own children. So now. Is that right? Yes, now I'm a great man, a great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> it took a what? little baby. They see, they have an example of selfless love, giving. Yes, but I can't understand why that isn't the norm. I mean, didn't God say that, that we're to love well, each other? It's a lot harder in actual reality. What, what does uh, the scripture say? The spirit is willing, but the… Uh, <laughs> Flesh is weak. Yeah, That's we, right. We have an idea of what we should be like, but it's hard yeah. to actually get across that. But you're, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> yes, I am, but I don't think that that is shouldn't be abnormal. It should be the norm. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're told to love each other. We're told to love our neighbor. That love is always a selfless love. It's the love that God has. God is completely selfless in the sending mm -hmm. of his son. And we are to love the way he did. And I don't think I'm anything. All I do, I do say I'm a promise keeper. That's what I said again mm. and again. Yeah. I keep the promise I made all of those years ago when we were married, more than 50 years ago. I said, I will love you. I will care for you till death do us part. And that's exactly what I intend to do. And you get fulfillment because... Of course I do. You've been with GLAD for over 50 years through the ups and, and downs. The experiences and, we've had. Yeah, the yeah, experiences so. we've had. It's, uh, we've had a fascinating life. Mm -hmm. There's nothing boring about our lives. It's been wonderful. But God has been faithful right through it. My, my words are, He is a good God. He's a faithful mm -hmm. God. He's merciful, compassionate. He understands everything we know, we do. And what I've 
able to tell you that he is the living God. You see what he has done for us in the way he's stepped ahead of us, provided ahead of us. It's it's God. Uh, mm-hmm. I just see it every day. God is at work. Bill Ford, thank you so much for sharing yours and Glad's story, the long-lasting, lifelong love affair. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing it with us. Great joy and pleasure, and I recommend knowing God to everyone who listens to our program. I love you Well, that was the conclusion of our five-part series with Bill Ford sharing his and his late wife Glad's remarkable life journey. Sadly, Glad passed away in October of 2022, just a few months after these interviews were recorded. At the time, Bill wrote to me and said, I am grateful to the Lord that her suffering is over and she is safely home in heaven. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this series of interviews with Bill Ford. And I hope you enjoyed as much as I did the love story of Bill and Glad Ford. Until next time, so long and God bless. You've been listening to Real Faith. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Real Faith is a production of Vision Christian Media. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.